0: This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations.
1: It's 16 minutes after 11 and we are talking sex, uh, specifically erectile dysfunction. We're joined by Dr. Victor Ramatisele, who's a medical doctor and a media personality. Doc, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening.
2: And thank you very much for your yeah, chat to you about this very important subject.
1: Look, doc, it's a very important subject, and I'm so glad that you are a male doctor. Uh, at least it w- it won't sound like we're being insensitive to men when we talk erectile dysfunction. Um, we we had a song by the Manhattan's as we opened up, uh, "Men Cry Too," and I said mm-hmm. when men are experiencing difficulties sexually they become frustrated and they do cry and i think it's something that is not addressed with sensitivity so i'm hoping this evening will do so
2: we'll do our best some of the, the ladies i think this world because quite often they make an unreasonable expectations of themselves thinking that ladies want to well. in fact ladies are not even interested in how the things that they are trying to achieve and in fact most of the problems that we are going to discuss are relational, therefore it's important that all the genders get to understand each other a little bit better.
1: And I agree with you 100%. Maybe let's uh, take that as our point of departure, right? The fact that men put unnecessary pressure on themselves when it comes to mm-hmm. uh, intimacy mm-hmm. and sexuality. Why is this? Where does that notion come from?
2: Well, I think... Uh, Mainly because men first men are very competitive and and they put a lot of emphasis on, of, of their esteem on how how well they do things. sex things that how well they look after people that they are responsible for, how long they look after
0: themselves
2: and how long they can make other people. They put a lot of emphasis and importance in that and also in comes to their self esteem. So when anything goes wrong in and it, it tends to really really you know, affect in a very big way. Also, research has also shown that men understand about their own body and how their bodies function, and therefore make unreasonable expectations of themselves and even with the sexual organs. And in fact, just a general anatomy. If you asked a lot of men where the clitoris is, you'd be amazed how many men will get it wrong.
1: Wow. Okay, so sex education is a basic one-on-one. But when do we have the sexual education? Okay, because for the competitiveness of sex, I, I, I don't think it's a norm that two, three, four men will be... Having sex in the same room, watching each other's performances, right? So why be competitive mm-hmm. about something that's so intimate and personal and private? Secondly, why would a man not know where clitoris is? So that's basic one oh one sex education. Where should we be getting this education?
2: Well, we should be getting it. Uh, that's the way where we get all education. Uh, obviously, at home whenever right? possible. So I think the, 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 the sooner we begin lessons in this area when, when the boys and the girls are mature enough to understand these things, the better. And the manner in which this is approached, where yeah. sex is approached a little bit more openly than a taboo subject, if you make it taboo, then they get information wrong places and they get wrong information from wrong places. Still a little bit debatable, and, and it comes to at what age you should begin, but the sooner the better.
1: Mm, and I do agree. Okay, so when it comes to disappointment sexually, um, you realize that maybe you, as a man, your penis is not getting erect the way it was getting erect before. What is the first thing that you should do?
2: Well, first thing is that you shouldn't worry because. Uh, importance, as it was previously called, or erectile dysfunction, really refers to the inability to get on to maintain an erection that is sufficient to ensure satisfactory sex, you know, for both partners. Now, this can happen in any situation, under any circumstance, of men. Ten fifty that's time. So, so, so dog, happen from time
1: uh, to time. Doc, unfortunately I'm not hearing you very well. I'm going to ask that I hand you over to uh, Brabenzita so we can try and get a better connection with you. This conversation is so important. I want to hear everything word for word. I want all our A teamers to hear because we we need to start supporting our men and understanding um, their challenges sexually instead of belittling and being horrible to them. We're talking erectile dysfunction in our closet conversation. Our guest is a doctor, Victor Ramatisele, uh, who's a medical doctor and a media personality. The WhatsApp number is zero six one four one zero four one zero seven, or you can also call in. Uh, you can be anonymous. We are in the closet. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Seems like we've got a better connection with Doc. Doc. Hello. Excellent. Now we hear you much, much better. So, uh, Doc, you you, was, you explained. Please can you just recap um, around the erectile dysfunction? What's the first thing that one should do when they realize that they're not getting such strong erections or not getting erections at all?
2: Well, the first thing that I said was that it does happen from time to time to men at various times under various situations. Therefore, it is not alarming unless it becomes persistent. That's when you begin. You begin to worry about it, and I need to emphasize one important factor at this point: that a whole lot of many general conditions that uh, that men suffer from will actually present themselves for the first time as a man who says, "I've got erectile dysfunction." Therefore, for as long as you're concerned or you're worried, please consult your general practitioner as soon as it is humanly possible. Okay. Not, not your friend, not not, <laughs> not, not not, not, your brother, but go and consult a proper, properly qualified general practitioner would be the best place to start.
1: Uh, is it often that men will go consult a friend instead of going to a, a general practitioner?
2: Quite often, uh, because they, they talk about things among themselves. If, if they're lucky enough, they compete among themselves about, I do this better than the other. And then, and then and then, they take advice from each other, which is why a whole lot of herbal uh, concoctions that the men take to, to improve their libido, to improve their sexual function, is advice that they got from friends. So we discourage that so that if you do have an erectile dysfunction problem, please consult your doctor because quite a significant number of men with diabetes, men with hypertension, Men with high cholesterol problems, men with depression, men with anxiety, will present for the first time with erectile dysfunction, not knowing that they have any of the conditions that are enumerated.
1: So, okay, and then uh, these meds, uh, these concoctions, these over the counter things that men get uh, without a prescription, how dangerous are they? Because Z all over, doc. Um, you turn around the corner, you find tablets, you find um, yeah, mixtures that people drink, and <sighs> th- th- I don't know how how dangerous are they.
2: Look, it, it, as we talk about, the, I mean, the dysfunction. Uh, I think it is important to emphasize at this early point that for 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 a couple to perform properly, especially the male side of the couple, and I, I keep emphasizing couple because sex is a duel is a, is a or is a duet between two people. Now, you need to have a psyche and a mind that is fairly stable, a relationship that is appropriate, and you need to have a man whose, whose general well-being is, is, is adequately prepared for the act. You need to have blood vessels to the male organ that are functioning properly. You need to have nerves to the male organ that are functioning properly. You need to have tissues of the male organ properly structured and properly function, and finally, you need to have the relevant hormones, especially testosterone, in adequate amounts to sustain sexual function. Now, those are those are the key important areas that must happen. Now, a whole lot of the medications that are being used and the whole matter of supplements that other people are taking are trying to address any of those problems that are enumerated.
1: Mm-hmm. Doc, um, I've I've got a voice note from an man. Let's uh, take a listen to it.
0: Patricia, can you ask the doctor there? Uh, I've got a problem man, of uh, erection. Sometimes when I've when I have never done sex, maybe for three weeks without meeting a woman. One of my testicles on the left one has got a little bit of pains. The right one is just normal. But now the problem is when I haven't had sex for a long time, there's a pain. The time when I'm going to have sex, there's a pain on the left one. The time I'm getting erection, there's a little bit of a pains there on the left one. And that left one is smaller than the one on the right hand side. Could be maybe there is a damage on the left one, or if there is a damage, what can I do?
1: Doc, um, uh, did you hear the question from our A teamer?
2: I, I did, yeah. I did. You know, you know, one of the, one of the first things they teach you when you get into clinical medicine in 38, eight. It was in my case when I was training is history taking. That you know, when you take a proper and detailed history it's going to give you half of the diagnosis. Now there are a lot of questions that I would have asked this particular patient before I even had a guess of what could be what could be wrong. However, the advice that I can give with the limited information that I have is that he's got to consult his general practitioner as a matter of agency. Because pain in a in a, in a grown man in the test is you know is 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 of, of great concern. We need to check what is happening there. The testes are hardly equal in size, so uh, the inequality in size is, is, is not abnormal completely unless the one has really shrunk or is you know uh, significantly smaller than the other. But it is important to check first for, so that we can check if, if there's a problem with the blood vessels, with the nerves, or with the NDCs, and you worry about cancer at this stage. So it's important that he should get himself checked by a general practitioner who, if unsure, we'll refer him to a urologist as a matter of agency. And these services are available both in the private and the public sector, so you don't necessarily have to go to
1: a private clinic to get this type of assistance. So there is help available for this ATMA, it just needs to go out the, and
2: there is, the There is indeed, but the treatment will depend on the diagnosis that will be made.
1: So, Atima, don't waste time. Please go get um, a medical uh, checkup and get the help. I think that the much delay I can only imagine that he, yeah, this Atima, takes is the more damage he could end up experiencing. True, Doc?
2: Uh, absolutely, man. If it is a vascular problem and there's something wrong with the blood vessels, then it's going to be very difficult to reverse whatever damage that has happened. And if it is a cancer, it may have started spreading into into other areas or other parts of the body. So whatever it is, we need to first establish and make a diagnosis. And from then on, we can work on the treatment, knowing exactly what is wrong with it.
1: All right. Here's a question here from Farai. Farai says, thanks again, Patricia, for yet another life-saving discussion, which saves both relationships and lives. I understand that erectile dysfunction is an early indicator of uh, cardiovascular problems, and I've heard that Viagra can prevent this if taken daily. My question to the doctor is, does an aphrodisiac like Imbesu, which apparently acts similar to Viagra, have uh, the same cardiovascular benefits?
2: Wow. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Uh, look, I am in,
1: indicated. As much as you are laughing, right? Like, I'm still fabbergasted that this, this Viagra can be taken daily.
2: Yes, sir. So let's first discuss. Can I just emphasize that something being wrong with the blood vessels to the male organ is just but one of the many things that can go wrong and cause dysfunction. I did say that psychological state of an individual, psychological state of the relationship, are key factors that we need to look at. It, the nerve supply to the penis or to the male organ is critical. Blood supply is also very very critical. The tissues around around that make up the male organ themselves also important, and the hormones as I've already indicated, especially testosterone. Now, in this case, one Viagra does and some of the related medications that they improve the blood flow to the male organ. And in that way, if we expose that man to stimulation, sexual stimulation, in the presence of improved blood supply, they get a very, very good erection, uh, 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 and they can perform uh, adequately. But it has to be taken uh, within, within a certain time before the sexual act itself, usually anything between 45 to, to 60 minutes. Now, it's not taken daily, Viagra specifically, but Cialis, which is part of the same family, is taken in lower doses, and that can be taken on a daily basis to improve sexual function. And because that that doesn't have to be taken before the sexual act itself. So those are the differences, and that's how some of these drugs or some of these medications
1: work. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, Let me go to uh, another voice note from an A-teamer.
0: Uh, Patricia, can I ask the doctor that you know, in my in my side, after having sex, I become so tired, very 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 tired that tomorrow even the following day I can't do anything or even move. Can there be any problem, or maybe there is something a certain part in my body that is malfunctioning? Thank you, anonymous.
1: Doc, please do respond to anonymous. Um,
2: look, what, after a sexual act, uh, there are certain hormones that are normally uh, produced by the body that we call endorphins. That, those are your feel-good hormones. Those are your relaxing hormones that that make a lot of people go immediately into into falling asleep after after sexual after the sexual act. That is quite normal. But the type of fatigue that this particular individual seems to be seems to be telling, telling us here is worrisome because at that level of fatigue, I would want to have investigated. There are many conditions that could lead to that, where sex as a physical activity could trigger or could bring about some fatigue that needs to be investigated. And fatigue is something that we need to take seriously because it could mean something wrong with your, with your blood sugar, something wrong with your blood pressure, something wrong with some of the hormones that are circulating in the body. So I would want to investigate that as soon as it is humanly possible, just to ensure that the individual does not suffer from any of the conditions that otherwise we would not have known about. Because sex is indeed quite a rigorous uh, physical activity uh, in that regard. Mm.
1: And another voice note here. Uh, Dr. Vic uh,
3: and the A-teamers, uh, my question is... Uh, what are the causes of erectile dysfunction doc can we pinpoint the causes and uh, one other question is as men are we are we forthcoming do you find us that uh, we are able to address uh, uh, this this bedroom politics so to speak for lack of a better word do you see us coming forward and talk about it because sometimes you find or you can hear even during the show that someone has got this challenge of uh, maybe the texticles are, are swollen and stuff like that but when you check you find that the guy has been dealing with this thing for the past year you know it which is sad. um doc do you see us men coming forward to say you know what we want to address these issues of uh, our bedrooms so to speak oh,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Doc, <laughs> I, I hear you <laughs> sighing there. Good, Good trick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and other words, men are not really forthcoming, which is why these kind of programs like we are having right now are ever so critical because I don't think we create enough platform for men to, to address their issues, especially sexual issues, without feeling that they are being judged without feeling that you know they, they, they should be embarrassed about it. I think the situation is changing. Society is becoming a little bit more open about these things, but we need to encourage men to talk a little bit more, but more importantly, we need to give them the sense that they are not going to be judged and that their, their problems are going to be viewed sensitively and sensibly. Now talking about causes, I've already indicated what needs to be in place for normal sexual activity to take place. So, any of those things that I've outlined can go wrong. So, something in the psyche, you, an individual can be depressed, the individual can be anxious about something. It could be macroeconomic issues like a poor economic state, like we find in South Africa at the moment, or it could be things that, that refer to the individual, a loss of a job, death in the family. Or the, you know all of those things in an individual can cause some psychological problems but also the relationship in itself it's a difficult relationship that's undergoing lots of challenges changes in the relationship with the birth of a child and a difficulty in, in in falling pregnant all of those relationship anxiety and depressive issues can lead to difficulties in performances then we get to physical factors and said if anything that affects the body in general, hypertension for instance diabetes one of the cases and then um, cholesterol issues all of the things that affect the body in general can affect an individual a patient who has been sick for a long time any type of cancer any type of heart failure can affect the sexual function but we know that if you've got blood vessels problems and um, going to the tennis blood vessels problem or nervous problem going to the that as is typified by diabetes which is why almost 35 to 50% of men with diabetes will present with sexual dysfunction at one point or another if that diabetes is not well controlled. So we know that all of those things can cause a problem. And then of course, you've got medications, very, very, very important. There are certain medications that are known to cause uh, erectile dysfunction, particularly medications that are used to treat hypertension and some of those that are used to treat psychiatric conditions, including depression, we know that men who have undergone certain types of treatment, particularly men with prostate cancer who have gone who have undergone surgery or who have been operated for prostate cancer, and men who have undergone the radiotherapy for prostate cancer, can also, as a result of those treatments you know, suffer from some form of erectile dysfunction or not. So in brief, those are some of the things that can go wrong. And when we are looking at an individual, we are trying to tease out some of those because we know that these are common and we can deal with them fairly quickly because um, if we deal with them early enough, we've got a good chance of restoring the men's ability to perform
1: adequately. On the line, I've got Atima tima uh, Good evening.
4: Yes, good evening. ma'am. How are you
1: Oh, strong! I hope you're having strong erections. How are
4: you? <laughs> uh, no, no, oh. no. <laughs>
1: Is it tricky? Is it I wow? Chokha. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a problem. Yeah, Ish.
4: the the erection is there, but but the, the problem is is one. I've got a uh, 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 number one. I've got a a uh, 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 serious chest pain. And then number two the, the, as for the chest pain I'm gonna explain about it number two is the the blood in fact the rotten blood accumulation in my in my that have already gone through the back extensors to to my bilateral pelvic uh, joint until my, my, my I mean uh, hip joint until to the to the to the bilateral knee joint the bleeding now is on the ankle joint now on the on the on the right foot it's like uh, i'm having this uh, you know uh, people who are having this uh, like the the vein that are protruded outside that they can oh, varicose vodic-
2: veins varicose
4: veins yes yeah that bleeding has got has study symptoms on, on me bleeding from uh, 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 so i cannot have sex imagine my, my doctor i've been looking for you from 2016 17 while i was still at natal with this problem that i'm having but now I, i'm i'm the problem that i, I was having Now, I'm at the end of it. You you can tap it and then we are done with it. Doctor, uh, at the age of 50, I do not even have a child, because why? I cannot have a satisfaction Mm. uh, uh, sex because of...
2: What are the doctors doctors saying? You, You have obviously been to a few doctors who have examined you. Uh, ma, ma, and, and they must have
4: ma, made a ma, diagnosis. What do they say? Mm, my my brother, I even went to medical university to get to see why doctors are failing to locate this very huge piece of a bottle. I invested a piece of bottle from a broken uh, bottle of beer in 2001 <clears throat> Now well, this is a, this is
2: this is obviously a very complex problem, uh, and and yeah. I'm a little bit concerned that there, there hasn't been a proper diagnosis that has been made. You obviously have a generalized condition that leads to a transparency indicator that leads to various joint problems, and eventually affects your ability to have you know satisfactory sex.
0: You
4: need
2: no. to have to, to sorry, am I correct?
4: Can I come in? Can I come in, Please. doctor?
2: Mm.
4: Yes, uh, doctor. As for the the the, the piece of body, uh, I I've seen it today. I, I I can tell you to be clear to the whole world that that the pandemic problem or of radiology department, I the radiographic visibility of radiolucent object, the curriculum mm. is in my in my hand, doctor. Hence, I'm gonna ask you to be my study supervisor because. Kroflok had from uh, Steve Pickle. She she he she is waiting for me to to have. A, a, okay. A, a
2: that is Patricia.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, you will give the gentleman my 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 my, my number uh, off air and then let us take this discussion off air because it is not really related to mm, the subject matter that we are dealing with. And uh, and, I, and I want to do I want to do justice to to to, to his problem so. I, I, I will make myself available to, to, to speak to him privately and then let's see how we can deal
1: with this. Thank, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Right. Uh Chokha, thank, thank you for me. calling in. Brad Benzito will definitely give you the number. Brad Benzito, you can give uh, Chocha a uh, doctor's number right now. So we've also got a voice note. Um, let's hear what this a says. Hello, uh,
3: Patricia. Uh, hello, doctor. But this year I'd like to ask something from the doctor. I had a circumcision, you know, I think last year. But since I had some sub- sub- circumcision, this young doctor, I think he was trying to experiment. He doesn't have uh, experience. And now, he's like he cut too much for skin. And I make uh, some research. And then he, the way I see it, the way I make my research i got this Buried Penis as Syndrome. Now, when my penis is not erected, it's buried inside my body. Now I'm even <laughs> shy to walk naked. And then the frenulum, he, he, he stretched the frenulum t- until to the point my testicles start uh, touching my penis. So I want to know, is there a way on operation of reversing this, and how can I go about this? Because these doctors from Cuba who are working for this USA Aid non-profit organizations, like they're learning their jobs on us. Can I hear the doctor? How can I reverse this boshed circumstance? Uh, thank you, Patricia.
1: Oh, my, my, my. This sounds very scary and painful. Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, even here, it's one of those cases, Patricia, where one would need to take a much more detailed uh, history, particularly because um, the individual is already apportioning blame to, you know, a, a healthcare professional, and you want to be very careful when you are dealing with, the, you know, the the work of of another healthcare professional, without necessarily becoming critical. But I think if if I heard him well, he, he, he may have a condition called Pirone syndrome. Now, Pirone syndrome is a, is is a syndrome where. Uh, operative disease is where where the, the, the penis gets injured. Uh, the trauma to the penis it could be surgical, it could be during the sexual act. Uh, in some instances, individuals cannot even remember when the trauma occurred. And what happens is that as the as the penis heals, it tends to bend, uh, and then then you find you find a bending penis. Either it bends to the side, or it bends upwards or downwards, particularly when it is erect. It might cause some pain in some individuals or it might even cause a difficulty in, in, in performing the sexual act. Uh, if it is better in syndrome that, that he's got, it is, a, it is a condition that is fairly difficult to treat, but it is treatable surgically or by some strange methods that urologists are very, very good at doing. it. But if it is anything else, I think it's important for this particular individual to ask their general practitioner to refer them to a urologist as a matter of agency so that it can clearly identify whether this is indeed perennial uh, disease or it is something else. But hopefully whatever it is, it is something that can be corrected because I cannot imagine that um, a, a circumcision that was done under, under hospital or, or surgical conditions, and could be boshed the the, the way he wants to call it a bosh circumcision. But I stand corrected. And the only way to know what what is happening here is to have a urologist having a look and suggesting what further treatment could be available to this individual.
1: Doc, um, can we go through some of the signs and symptoms, right, that men should be looking out for when it comes to erectile dysfunction before it gets severe?
2: Signs and symptoms of what?
1: Of erectile dysfunction before it gets severe.
2: Look, the the, the signs and symptoms are actually contained in the definition. <laughs> as, as I said, you know, uh, in, in the opening stages, that, that by definition, it is an inability to get or to maintain any erection that is sufficient to ensure satisfactory sex for both partners. Now, anything that interferes with what I have indicated then you know that you've got a problem. Now, it should be distinguished from other male sexual function difficulties, such as premature ejaculation, which is completely different, or a condition that is called male orgasmic disorder, where there is delay or absence of orgasm completely, or another condition that is called hypoactive sexual desire disorder, where there is lack or, or diminished sexual interest or desire. Now, 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 those can easily be confused for what we clinically or typically or strictly refer to as erectile dysfunction. So if we have any difficulty in in, in, uh, in, 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 in getting new, uh, or sustaining an erection, that gives satisfaction to both partners. And it's important to emphasize both because the male partner can be satisfied, but if the lady is not satisfied, we still refer to it as erectile dysfunction.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we, we spoke dysfunction, but quickly, can we talk about those who are suffering from... Um, I don't know. So, so instead of having, the, you know, being able to keep your erection on for a long time, I don't know if there's a term for it. So you, you just enter guy 1, guy 2, and then it's over. And it's involuntary. It is. is it also erectile dysfunction? But you've had an it erection. Is.
2: It is. It's is because you can't maintain it. Remember, mm-hmm. you've got to maintain it up to a point where both individuals reach orgasm and they're satisfied so so, so if, if you cannot maintain it long enough if so if you cannot get it up completely or you get it up and it is soft and it is not hard enough or you cannot maintaining it for any significant length of time to to complete the sexual act all of that in a grouping is called erectile dysfunction
1: mm-hmm. so all that needs to get looked at uh, doc anonymous in Peter Maritzburg is asking um, he says my partner has flatulence problem which manifests itself when she is having an orgasm. What can she do to help the flatulence?
2: Well, they've got to, they've got to make sure that it is flatulence because, uh, you know, the, the, the noises that come from, from flatulence can also come out of, out of the female organ, particularly because during you know, the sexual act, a lot of air can be pumped, pumped into the vagina. And when that escapes, it makes a sound almost like flatulence. So we need to ensure that it is indeed flushing and that it, it is not expel, expe, expelling air that comes out of the vagina. That sometimes happens in, 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 in section A. Otherwise, there is no relation really between flushing and as we know it, as it is caused by cancer that, that accumulates in the colon as a result of eating certain foods or as a result of constipation. That is completely separate, but I just need to, to mark that the sound can be exactly the same as a that is expelled from the vagina.
1: Oh, doc, it's and been, that is
2: and the, and yeah. that is completely normal. It's yes, normal. That is
1: completely normal. It's yes. normal. These things happen.
2: It does. It does empower some people, but I don't. I don't understand why people decide to do it by something that is completely physiological and indeed
1: normal. So, doc, it's been such a great pleasure having you on the show. I can't wait to have you again. Please avail yourself again. <laughs> I <laughs> love having you. We have um, lots of
2: fun. Thank you so much for the opportunity, man. And please,
1: give us contact details for A-teamers who need to consult with you.
2: Well, uh, as, as you know, these days I'm torn in many directions, so I don't really sit and consult patients necessarily. And, but for, for that specific patient, I'll say must give them my private number, and then they can they can call But when I call you next... Or when you and I have the next discussion, I will give you numbers where people can find me if they have medical problems the one that they want that
1: attended to. Excellent. Looking forward to our next discussion. Thank you very much, Doc.
2: Great stuff.